baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in ESPN 97.7 La Edge on a Thursday. I'll be at the sixth day of April 2017. Appreciate you spending a little bit of your morning with us. We hope to enlighten, educate, entertain, and quite possibly enrage you or probably all of the above and a few more adjectives thrown out there. We're not going to say those on a family-friendly show, however, but you feel free to think them if you must. Terry Walter Pierre, Group 1, Colwell Banker Studio in West Monroe, the uh, – the, the view of the parking lot obscured by the big black curtain that uh, is is much needed in the summer more so than in the winter is it, it keeps the heat down in the studio here. But nonetheless, we are going to push through and try to have a great show for you today. We're brought to you by our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world for your animal. Give them a call, 318-345-4545, 318-345-4545, or go see them on US 165 North in Monroe. You can't beat Dr. David Weber in North Monroe Animal Hospital. The, uh, the guy behind the scenes, the great and powerful eyes pushing the buttons, one Jonathan Tabor. What's up, John? What's up there, Terry? How's it going? You there? One day closer to football. We're one day closer to college basketball coming back. We're closer today than we were yesterday, John Tabor. Uh, sp- it's baseball season. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I might do a little research and do some baseball stuff. I've had a bunch of people text me, why don't you do more baseball stuff, Walter? I don't know that much about baseball, folks. Uh, but, I, but I may do some research for the show. And, you know, I'm pretty good in the 70s and 80s, baseball. Yeah, after that, not so much. But I was a huge baseball fan growing up, Tabor. Huge baseball fan. Uh, big New York Yankees fan. Craig Nettles on third base. Bucky Dent, the whole nine yards there. I uh, got that from my father, but um, not so much baseball maybe in the last 15 or so years, albeit I was pulling for your Chicago Cubs to win the World Series last year. So that's my baseball take for today. Uh, and by the way, our lineup today, and we're going to have some coaching moves. We're going to have some uh, a few football things, uh, stupid parent tricks, which is I think we're starting a segment of that, Tabor. You remember the old David Letterman show? They had stupid pet tricks. I think we're going to start a segment called Stupid Parent Tricks. Um, and I get them from all over the country, folks. People calling in or texting me or sending me a link via email. By the way, you can reach out to me on Twitter if you so desire. Uh, it's at Terry Waldrop, T-E-R-R-Y-W-A-L-D-R-O-P, at Terry Waldrop. Uh, if you got show ideas or segment uh, ideas or you want to do some sponsorship, whatever you need. Hey, I'm your one-stop shop. I'll help you out. So feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, you can call the station or you can hit me on the email, uh, whichever one that you prefer. But uh, our lineup today brought to you by Pieworks Gourmet Pizza by Design. Tower Drive in Monroe. Uh, got to eat with uh, one of my best friends growing up yesterday. He's in town. Uh, and his brother over at Pieworks, outstanding. I, I changed up yesterday, Tabor. I had the chicken salad, like some, some breaded chicken on top of it. It was outstanding. And so uh, I highly recommend that. We're going to jump immediately to the hotline and talk to Ty. Ty, welcome into the edge, man. What's on your mind? What's up, guys? How are y'all? Man, couldn't be better, Ty. Couldn't be better today. No doubt, because guess what? The Masters starts today. Ah, indeed it does, sir. I, uh, I had to work for... March Madness the first two days, so being off this weekend for the Masters makes life better. Uh, Ty, the best sporting event I've ever been to in my life. I went to the Masters back in 2011. I can't wait. One day. The Masters (laughs) and WrestleMania. 
Yeah, I'm going to pass on the on the WrestleMania part, but I do appreciate you guys that like it. Who's your favorite to win the Masters, real quick? Who you got? I really, I really would like Roy to win, just so he can get that uh, under his belt. That would be a good one. You got a, you got a dark horse in it? No, not really. Yeah. All right, fair enough, man. Well, I appreciate the call, and uh, I'm going to be checking out the Masters myself. So, uh, hey, you know the coolest part? I'll t- before you get off the phone, you know what the coolest part? And I went the first two days of the tournament. But you know what the coolest part I did at the Masters? I went to the par three, and that's where the players will have their kids caddy for them. It's the, it's the fun before the uh, the real stuff starts. That was an unbelievable experience. There, The players are all in the crowd, messing with the crowd. It, it's one of the best things. I've ever seen in sport, and I'm not a big golf guy, but I can certainly appreciate the traditions and uh, the, the the history associated with the sport. Well, I want to get your opinion on something real quick. Shoot the people the people that call in and report uh, the uh, the ball replacement on a golfer, and they penalize them a stroke. The TV the TV officials at home. <laughs> the golf cops. Yes, the golf cops. <laughs> the golf cops. All right, man. Let me. I'm gonna. We're gonna go ahead and draw. Appreciate the call. I'm gonna address that right now. As a matter of fact, the golf cops. Here's the here's the issue I have with that. It, and you see this Tabor a lot. We, we've seen this in different tournaments. I think Tiger Woods had a deal here a while back. And look, by no means am I a golf aficionado. Do I know all the rules? I mean, if I can find my ball after I hit it, I consider that a good shot. Uh, I've had the fortune to play with some really, really good golfers, and I just know to pick my ball up and keep moving. I'm, I'm not going to slow you down if I play with you. I'm awful. But uh, I have been around some really good players. Uh, a couple guys, friends of mine, that were on the senior PGA Tour. And so I, I've been around good players. And uh, as a college athletic director, um, you know, go, got to go to some of the courses and watch some of our guys play. So I've been around it a little bit. That said, um, the golf cops on television. Here's the issue I have with it. And I would, you know, if you if you are a more knowledgeable golf fan than I am, which pretty much anybody listening to the show is, feel free to chime in triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two with uh, a text or your thoughts. That's the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Here's the issue I have. You know, it's not applied equally to everyone. And, and here's what I mean. You know, if John T- and Tabor may be a good golfer, let's assume he's like me and he's not. If Tabor and I are playing and we're in the last flight and we're not very good, there are no TV cameras on us, folks. And so we literally can do Chevy Chase-style Rodney Dangerfield winner rules and nobody's going to know the difference. If you're one of the uh, really good players that the television camera's on, well, the golf cops are going to see everything that you do. So I'm not sure it's being equally applied. Um, You know, how would that apply to other sports? You know, if we saw the college basketball game the other night, and golf is slow. Now, that's the one thing about it. It lends itself to a lot more scrutiny because you have so much time in between shots. Basketball, football, even baseball, everything is so fast. Basketball in particular. Football is, is, is 10 seconds of fury followed by 30 seconds of not so much going on. Uh, baseball, it just depends. Basketball is nonstop for the most part. And so golf lends itself to more scrutiny, I think, than other sports because there's so much time in between shots. And so the people viewing at home, I'm not really sure I like that. And, again, I'm not a golf guy. I'm just giving you an opinion because we don't do that with our other sports. And and I'm not a big person going, well, the way we've always done it is the way it should be done. I'm not that guy. I'm just saying I'm not sure it's equally applied for everyone. And uh, I know uh, Ty was referencing it was, I think, a a ladies – uh, LPGA event last week where uh, I think she ended up getting like a four-stroke penalty or something ridiculous. Uh, but but that's in the rules. Golf is a uh, is a gentleman's sport. There is a, a so much made on doing things the right way, following the rules. Um, it's similar to tennis in a lot of ways. I mean, you, you have to acknowledge things are out. Of course, you do have umpires in tennis. But interesting. I, I'm not a big fan of the of the cop the TV cop on golf. And I think uh, you have people that just live for that. But, you know, going back to the Masters that we have going on, uh, the par three, I think, was suspended yesterday. Had a lot of bad weather. 
over uh, in that part of the country yesterday, and I, hopefully it's uh, it's clearing out of there today. But I went to uh, the 2009 Masters, and that was uh, I want to say it was I think it was Angel Cabrera that won that, and it was uh, it was a really good uh, tournament. Again, I went to the I went to the uh, par three tournament, uh, and I went to the first two days of it. The and what's amazing is the traditions, folks, that have been handed down for for decades and decades and decades. Uh, you know, you saw them start this morning. They didn't have Arnold Palmer there. Uh, it was a somber moment as they paid homage to uh, to the great Arnold Palmer. But you had uh, Jack Nicholas teeing off, sort of an honorary type deal. And uh, they'll play today. But the best event I've been to, just the decorum of the crowd, the the energy, and they have at least quirky little uh, traditions. For example, if you go into the gift shop, yeah, you're going to spend 25 bucks for a souvenir tea. I mean, it was ridiculously expensive. I think when I had to go buy souvenirs, if you go to the Masters, you got to buy souvenirs. I mean, you know, for people that, that know you went to the Masters, uh, you're going to have to buy souvenirs. And you go in there. I think I took out another mortgage on my house when I went to the Masters. But they have these little books, these little guidebooks, and uh, they'll tell you everything uh, that goes on, the 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 history, the the ceremonial opening tee shot, and that's uh, uh, Jack Nicholas. And I think uh, was it Gary? I wasn't Gary Player. This one, I'm not who it was. But you have a champion's locker room. You have that crystal ball, the green jacket. Uh, it's always in Augusta, Georgia. Same time, same place every year. The caddies all wear white jumpsuits. Uh, oh, by the way, do you want to get escorted off and probably put in golf jail? Take a cell phone onto that course. God help you if you have a cell phone or electronic device out there. They will confiscate it and confiscate you. They do not play upon that uh cell phones cameras other electronic devices uh everything has been banned i think they let you use the the cameras if uh you're in a practice round maybe but uh, you get permanent kicked out if uh you have a camera or something of that nature there so interesting stuff with the masters here was the other thing the thing that's ridiculously cheap at the masters egg salad sandwiches were really big and, and those things are literally 50 cents a piece. And the, and the lemonades and the Arnold Palmers and, and all that kind of stuff, uh, which is, what, half lemonade and half iced tea. But the concessions, as a general rule, ridiculously cheap. Of course, they do get you in the souvenir stand. Again, I think I took out a third mortgage on my house by the time I ended up paying for all of the shirts. And it wasn't that many, folks. Uh, tees. Uh, ball markers, you name it. But the thing that impressed me about that course more than anything else, folks, is how immaculate it was. And that's still a little a little cool sometimes in that part of the country in April, early April. There wasn't a pine straw that was out of place anywhere on that, on that course. It was immaculately groomed. The flowers were coming in bloom. Uh, just an incredible spring day. Uh, you know, if, if you're not a golfer, just being outside in that would be amazing. Uh, I stood over and got to watch. Instead of following players around, I stood a, stood over by the 10th uh, green, and I could see people teeing off, and I could see people coming into that 10th green. That was a pretty impressive deal. But just watching how good those guys play uh, was, was amazing. The other cool thing about it, and I'll tell you this before I go to break, I didn't even mean to get on the Masters here. But since we're talking about it, the best sporting event I've ever been to, and I've been to a ton of Final Fours. I've been to quite a few college football games, college baseball games. Never been to the NBA Finals. Never been to the Super Bowl. Those are bucket list things. Want to go to the National Championship in football. That, that's my next uh, big thing to do. But the coolest thing about that Masters, by far for me, was going to sit in the driving range gallery and watching those guys hit balls. V.J. Singh is the one that impressed me. Two hours before he teed off, he hit uh, balls for two hours, played his 18, came back, hit for about another hour and a half to two hours. Uh, amazing. the traje- It's the same shot every time. I uh, got to see Tiger Woods hit. 
Uh, I watched Ernie Els uh, be worked with by David Ledbetter. David Ledbetter, one of the uh, the gurus of the game, if you will. Uh, Angel Cabrera out there hitting. Uh, you name it, they were there. Phil Mickelson came and hit briefly. So just sitting in that packed gallery watching those guys hit balls, yeah, it makes you realize how good they are and really how bad you are. Kill us the ESPN 97.7. Terry Walter, my master's reflections are done. We get back. I'm going to get into a little bit of a controversial subject and uh, see what you guys think on a new coaching hire. And, no, it's probably not what you're thinking it is, but uh, interesting nonetheless. This segment brought to you by friends at Jimmy Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, the Louisiana Special Olympics. Back in a minute. The cult of Every bank talks about relationships. You know, stopping at the bank, meeting face-to-face. Now, customers don't have time. They want speed and convenience. That's why Bancorp South has taken our customer relationships to new levels with banking solutions fit for busy lives. Whether it's using our online banking, text banking, or our mobile app, you can get the banking relationship you want with the convenience you need. It's just another way Bancorp South is right where you are. See how we can serve you at BancorpSouth.com. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Don't put your life on the line when you dig. Do what the pros do. Respect the marks. Dig with care. And before you dig, call 811. Louisiana One Call. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545. Hey, this is Sean Fox, sports director here at ESPN 97.7, inviting you to join me and the rest of the sports company every day, Monday through Friday, from 3 to 6, for our unique, unfiltered take on the world of local and national sports. We're going to make you laugh. It might make you cry, and there's a pretty good chance at some point I'm going to make you mad. But we're going to have a lot of fun along the way. That's the Sports Company, Monday through Friday from 3 to 6, right here in your home for sports in North Louisiana, ESPN 97.7. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Plenty of sunshine and not quite as hot today with a high of 72 degrees. Clear skies, cold conditions tonight, a low 45. Plenty of sunshine in the forecast on tomorrow and a high of 72 degrees. Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to the Edge on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 977. Terry Waldrop, second segment of the Edge here on Thursday. Fired up to go. Uh, Let's jump right into some controversial things. One of the most intriguing coaching hires, probably, I've ever seen. Patrick Ewing, the greatest player, arguably, in Georgetown University history. This is back in the day with John Thompson, the 1980s, early 90s, Georgetown, menacing, physical, intimidating, bullying their way to the upper echelon in college basketball. Little Jesuit school in Washington, D.C., Huge Louisiana pipeline, huge. Uh, tons of kids out of the New Orleans area and the, the surrounding region. Almost always you'd have two or three New Orleans kids on the, on those teams. Tremendously talented guys. Allen Iverson, um, of course, not a New Orleans guy, but Allen Iverson, uh, probably the second most famous Georgetown player, maybe, maybe even more so than Patrick Ewing. But... Not without its share of controversy. Now, that program was was done by John Thompson, uh, cloaked in secrecy. Uh, John Thompson would bring in, you know, different people to talk to the players all the time, very politically uh, savvy was John Thompson, one of the really first big-time coaches to interject politics 
into the college basketball arena. And that's just who he was, like it or not. Very outspoken on social issues. Um, nonetheless, retired. And went through a couple different coaches. They hired John Thompson III. Now, Georgetown is still in the Big East. Now, the Big East has lost a little luster in recent years. They lost Syracuse. They uh, they lost uh, some really good teams. Um, to, uh, lost Louisville. Uh, to the ACC, both Syracuse and Louisville bounced out. But you still have Marquette. You've got DePaul. You've got, uh, I think, Butler came in. Uh, Villanova certainly is at the very top of that list for the Biggies. But it's not as good as it was maybe three, four years ago in terms of quality of, of overall teams. Nonetheless, very, very good. John Thompson III had done well at Georgetown. Uh, had two subpar seasons, and the like anything else, the, the choice was made to remove John Thompson III. So then it becomes, who do you hire at Georgetown? And they went through a bunch of different names. What are we looking for? What are we trying to accomplish? Who can lead our program back to prominence? Uh, Patrick Ewing has been uh, was an NBA All Star. I mean, he was in the first Space Jam. You got to give him credit there. Patrick Ewing is a Hall of Fame basketball player, no question about it. But he's been an NBA assistant for uh, I think fourteen or fifteen years at various uh, in various teams. Has interviewed for head jobs uh, numerous occasions and not been able to get a head NBA job. Never been associated with a college game. By the way, his son. Patrick Ewing Jr. was an assistant on John Thompson III's staff at Georgetown, and John Thompson III just got fired. Uh, Interesting side note here, Patrick Ewing will not be able to keep his son on the staff at Georgetown because of Georgetown's nepotism laws. Patrick Ewing's son will not be able to remain on the staff at Georgetown under the leadership of his father, because of the nepotism laws at Georgetown. Now, it's funny in college sports because some people have the nepotism laws, and nepotism is you can't hire your relatives or they can't report to you, etc. Some are rampant with it, and some just don't really care. For example, Kelvin Sampson's son uh, at the University of Houston, Kelvin Jr. is going to be the heir apparent at University of Houston. He, he works with his dad. He's going to move up. I don't know if he's a good or a bad coach. I'm assuming he's probably pretty good. Pat Knight worked for his dad, Bobby Knight, at Texas Tech. Pat Knight became the head coach at Texas Tech upon Bobby's leaving. Didn't work out so well. Uh, if you go back to uh, Gene Bartall at DePaul, his son, Murray, did he ever transcend to the uh, to the head job at DePaul? I believe he did. Didn't really work out. So basketball, you see this a lot. Uh, the, the sons are following the fathers. Happens a lot. Football, I think you see it a lot. Not so much in baseball. Maybe some of the other sports is not as widely publicized. But nonetheless, an interesting thing by Georgetown that they're not going to let his son remain um, on that school, on that staff. But at any rate, Patrick Ewing, zero experience, folks. He hadn't recruited the first player. And uh, I'm going to play this. I played this yesterday. I'm going to do a quick take here on, and this is Jay Williams. Jay Williams played at Duke, was in the NBA, is a uh, is a sports columnist now. I, I think he's got a pretty good question, a couple questions here. We're going to go ahead and play that. This was Jay Williams' thoughts on Patrick Ewing's hire. Look, I love Patrick Ewing. I think Patrick Ewing is a great human being. But to make him the head coach of Georgetown, I think there's a major problem. When you're assistant coach in the NBA level, you do not have to grind like a head coach does 24-7. Will Patrick Ewing be able to hit the ground running? You need to recruit in the game of college basketball in order to make your program not just good, not just decent, but great. Now, who's he going to learn how to recruit? Is he going to be willing to jump on a plane after they lose a game and sit down with a 14, 15, 16-year-old kid to tell him that he's going to be the next great at Georgetown? Is he going to be able to rejuvenate a culture? Is he going to be able to sit down and find that needle in a haystack to find out how to get the top recruit to his school? Or is he dealing with AU coaches? Is he dealing with the parents who are helping the kid making decisions? Not just the parents. How about the AU coaches? How about the runners of agents? Who are his relationships with agents? This is a full-time, 24-7, 365 gig. Is Patrick Ewan willing to grind every single day after living the luxurious lifestyle of being an assistant coach on the NBA level? I don't know if I trust it. I think Danny Hurley was a better hire. Who knows? I guess we're going to find out. 
Yeah, that was uh, that was Jay Williams and uh, Jeff Goodman, who is a college basketball analyst, uh, does stuff all over the country. Uh, one of the more respected guys out there was at Patrick Ewing's press conference and uh, talked to Patrick Ewing. And Jeff Goodman had some interesting observations on his conversation with Patrick Ewing. Go ahead and run that. I just listened to his press conference, and somebody asked him a question, you know, about recruiting and how you're going to handle recruiting. And he said it hasn't changed that much from when he was a player. He couldn't be more wrong, and it has changed completely. I've covered recruiting for the last 15 years. It's changed significantly since then. So he's going to have to hire a staff. That is going to be extremely important here, Kerry, in his success or or lack thereof, getting guys in there who know the landscape, who can help navigate him and get him players. How well or not so well do you think he'll do? You know, it's a good job. I mean, that's the one thing he's following now, uh, the right guy, John Thompson III, who went to just one NCAA tournament in the last four years. So the expectations aren't quite as high. They have a brand-new facility. I was at it in the preseason this year. It is unbelievable. So he's got all the resources. He's got the practice facility to sell. He's got tons of players in the area. That's why a lot of people think this is one of the better jobs in the country, maybe a top 20 job, is because it's a fertile recruiting ground for a ton of players in that area. And, you know, you go into D.C., Virginia, uh, you can go to Philly, the entire Northeast, and there's not as many big-time schools competing for those players right now. UConn is struggling. So can you really make headway right now keeping the top players home and really going beyond just uh, that, that, you know, D.C., Virginia area, absolutely. But, again, he's going to have to hire the right people because the name Patrick Ewing, it holds weight to people like us. But these young kids right now, they don't even know who Patrick Ewing is. Pretty sobering uh, comments there from Jeff Goodman, also Jay Williams, and, and I think they're very valid in a lot of ways. Here's the tricky part that Patrick Ewing has to do. Okay, he's, he's not recruited the first player ever, ever. As an NBA coach, and I've known some and talked to them still, you're not worried about, you know, is Johnny going to English class? Is, um, you know, how, how how's Freddie's girlfriend? Have they broken up yet? How's that going to affect Freddie? In the NBA, you're worrying about people coming off screens correctly, people taking care of their bodies. It's a profession. College isn't like that. It's different. The tricky part is here in college, most of the stuff he's going to have to deal with has nothing to do or little to do with basketball. Now, you get a lot of excitement, and it's going to wear off. The excitement of Patrick Ewing is going to wear off. And, again, Jeff Goodman is right. People my age, his age, your age probably listening. Yeah, look, you get Patrick Ewing. Go ask a, go go to Benoit Rec and ask a 17-year-old who Patrick Ewing is. He probably couldn't tell you. Oh, yeah, the guy that was on the Space Jam movie I saw when I was a kid. That's where he's going to relate to Patrick Ewing. And the reality is it's a very different day, deal. Uh, the connection to the college players, it's almost a minute-to-minute basis. It's a different world. Uh, it's a different sport, if you will. Uh, now, here's the here was a good quote I saw. And all these articles, all these interviews, folks, they're talking to AAU coaches. AAU is the new famous. Why? Because they're great coaches? No, because they have access to players. And there's some very good AAU guys out there. There's also the other end of the spectrum. I'm not going to go off on the AAU guys. But let me put it uh, in perspective for you. Uh, there is a former Washington, D.C. amateur. He's a basketball kingpin. Uh, ran a huge AAU program. A guy named Curtis Malone. He ran D.C. Assault, which is one of the premier AAU programs in America. It's the most dominant program in that area and one of the most dominant in the country. Um, oh, by the way, uh, here, here was his quote. But, oh, let me tell you this before uh, <laughs> before I give you his quote. Uh, they interviewed Curtis Malone. Yeah, he is in a, a federal prison, and they did the interview there. And, uh, oh, by the way, he got busted for running a massive cocaine and heroin ring in the middle of his AAU program. Yeah, funny how that works. Uh here was his quote, and I hate to agree with him, but he's probably right. He, <laughs> It's a lot easier to be a drug dealer than an AAU coach. <laughs> Less headaches. Welcome to college basketball, Patrick Hewing.
Should be a lot of fun watching this one. Uh, if you light yourself on fire, people come from miles around to watch you burn. Best of luck to Patrick Ewing. You're going to need it. Going to go take a break. You're listening to ESPN 97.7. This segment sponsored by Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specialized criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need, Bobby will fight for you. Don't delay. Call Bobby today. 318-342-1411. 318-342-1411. Put the best attorney in town on your side. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. The Edge, back in a minute. You're a business owner. You have enough pressure just managing your daily productivity. The last thing you need is to stress about the office equipment. Enter MoBiz. We're a single source provider for all your copier printer needs and IT support. We provide renowned customer service without the automated attendant. So when you pick up that phone, you're speaking to a real person every time. But it doesn't stop there. We manage smart devices and fax. It's like we're part of your office staff. MoBiz, give us a call. We pick up the phone. Broken window? Sounds like you need Glassworks of West Monroe. Glassworks specializes in the highest quality residential glass. From insulated glass to protect your home from the worst weather to vinyl replacement windows with a lifetime warranty to custom installed mirrors and shower doors. Glassworks service is unmatched and their price is always competitive. Let them save you money. Glassworks, 800 Jonesboro Road across from the mill in West Monroe. 387-4747. Hey, Louisiana, do you want a great deal? Talk to Jim Taylor. He can make it real in a Ford. Spring is here, and so are the great deals at Jim Taylor and Ruston. Save 12000 off MSRP on a 2017 Expedition. Save 10000 off MSRP on a 2016 F-150. A 2017 Mustang for only 20987 And save 11000 off MSRP on a 2016 Super Duty. If this tag is on your car, you know you got a great deal and great service at Jim Taylor Ford Lincoln in Ruston. Off MSRP includes all factory and JTF discounts, price plus TTNL talk and notary fees, stock number 17017-16470-17029-16482. Must finance through Ford Credit with approved credit to qualify. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. How about your choice? A brand new two or three bedroom home for only $29,995. Our prices won't be beat at Greg Tilly's. See our huge inventory today and save thousands at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop here with you. Segment sponsored by our friends at GB Cooley. Reminding you to support a incredible worthwhile cause, the Louisiana Special Olympics. GB Cooley supporting the Louisiana Special Olympics. Uh, a couple texts to read out there. Uh, <laughs> Jim, what's in a name? If your dad is famous enough, you can get a job. Yeah, that's true, and I'll, I'll go into that in a minute. Andrew says, and we're talking about Patrick Ewing. If you've never done recruiting before, how does anyone know he'll not be good at it? Don't knock him until you try. Hey, Andrew, I'm not knocking him. I'm just telling you, uh, and, and I think it's pretty common a belief. This guy might be the greatest thing in the history of the world. The problem is you don't know. You just gave the keys to your new Ferrari, to your 16-year-old daughter who's never driven before. Good luck. She might be great. Then again, she might be 16 years old or he or whoever and wrap it around a tree and hopefully not hurt anybody. You don't know. The point being here, I think, with Patrick Ewing uh, and a lot of other people, if you go back and you look at the tragic situation of Nolan Richardson, Nolan Richardson III, his son, uh, was on staff at Arkansas, never attained the success or, and I knew him, and he's he since passed away, but never had the work ethic when I was around him that his father had. Obtained the job through his father at Tennessee State. Uh, long story short, got uh, fired at Tennessee State for bringing a gun in, I think threatening to shoot one of his assistant coaches who was, I think, involved with uh, Knowles' girlfriend, I believe that was correct. Some, it's, uh, it was some convoluted situation like that, but it didn't work. Uh, you've seen situations where people are really good that follow their fathers. You've seen other situations that are not. 
Uh, Jay Gruden's son is the coach. Uh, am I correct, uh, Tabor, for the Washington Redskins? Is that accurate? Is that Jay Gruden there, John's son? I believe that's right. Um, so you have all these things in, in, in college sports that go on. Uh, some are better than others. Can you think of another father-son combination that hasn't worked or ones that have? 888 Valley Federal Credit Union. So I don't think anybody's passing judgment. I think people question the credentials. His brother. I'm sorry. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, Gruden's brother. I don't think, and you know, look at the look at Buddy Ryan, the late Buddy Ryan, Rex Ryan, Rob Ryan. You know, has that been successful? I know they've been fired, but folks, they are at the highest level in the NFL. So I don't think you could say it's been unsuccessful to a big extent. Uh, the Ryans come to mind. Uh, Lavar Ball will be another interesting thing, Jim. Uh, Lavar Ball, if they hire him or not. Uh, sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. But I think the point is with Patrick Ewing, and people have not said this directly, but I think they're questioning his credentials. I mean, you worked in the NBA forever as an assistant coach. You've never recruited. College basketball completely different than professional basketball. I think what a lot of people are pointing out is that there were a lot more choices that looked like they would be a better fit, per se, for Patrick Ewing, but the big thing for uh, for uh, Patrick Ewing is going to be who he hires as assistant coaches. You better get some cats that know what they're doing because uh, that will go down in a hurry if you don't and be willing to listen to them. So it'll be fun to see how that works out. It's literally going to be a, uh, a reality show every single year. Yeah, Anthony, you put out there Bobby Bowden and, and his sons. Great points there. Uh, was it Terry Bowden that was at Auburn that's not there anymore? Um, and all the 37 other Bowdens out there has been a football coaching family. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But interesting, interesting things uh, going on in the world. of co- And sometimes the nepotism law kicks in, sometimes not. Sometimes people just sort of ignore that. It's, it's not a big deal. You know, you look at uh, Mac Brown and Watson Brown. Mac was a longtime coach at Texas. Watson was a coach at Vanderbilt and about 40,000 other different places. Uh, I'm not sure they ever worked together, per se, but uh, certainly that run. Look at the Stoops family. Stoops family, uh, you know, Bob at uh, at, uh, Oklahoma, the other brother there with him is a defensive coordinator, and then the head coach at Kentucky is one of the Stoops. The Patinos, man, you guys are good. Richard Patino at Minnesota. Uh, still an incomplete, still an incomplete lot situations going on there. And, you know, and sometimes I think you're unfairly labeled because your father was really good. Are you supposed to be really good? Do you, do you live up to that expectation? Great question. And, and what do you do in trying to live up to that expectation? Uh, you look at uh, Homer Drew that was at Valpo forever. His son Scott Drew was on his staff for a while, and the other son is now the coach at Valpo. So, Lots of crazy things go on. Sometimes nepotism kicks in. Sometimes the law doesn't. Sometimes there's waivers. But uh, I, th- I think ultimately the question on Patrick Ewing is, are you going to be able to establish those relationships? And look, folks, whether you like it or not, and I don't particularly like it, the AAU people run basketball now. It's not the high school coaches. I hate to say that. But as, a, as a former college coach, as a longtime college coach, I would 99.9% rather deal with a high school coach good, bad, or indifferent, on players than AAU coaches. The issues is the issues are now the players are going to play for AAU. The access is so much more available through the AAU system. And, again, we could argue we don't like that. It, we, it doesn't matter. That's reality. So can Patrick Ewing tap into those connections? Uh, can he navigate the, the very thin line, the gray area, if you will, between violations and no violations. As an assistant coach, I learned one thing. I worked for a Hall of Fame guy as an assistant coach in college. Guy, I think he's the fourth winning, his third winningest junior college coach in history. And he would tell me, you're going to learn more not what to do for me than what to do. So watch what I do and try not to mess that up. He also gave me another piece of advice. Think like a head coach, act like an assistant. And so when you get to be a head coach, you're going to have all these things going on in your mind. And let me tell you something, folks. 
one chair down on that bench from assistant to head coach is an ocean of difference. Let me tell you why. As an assistant coach in college, you can still be friends with the players. You recruited them. You're close with them. You're buddies. As a head coach, you're their boss. You're the guy keeping them out of the NBA. You're the guy, you know, there's five of them that play at a time. You're the guy keeping them out of the NBA in their mind. And so a lot of times you become, there. there's a confrontational aspect of it. And so it's problematic. And how you navigate that is a lot to do with how your team is going to respond. And it is a lot more difficult than what people think it is. And uh, as, as you make a lot of decisions as a head coach, you would never make as an assistant. As an assistant, you're going, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. As a head coach, it makes perfect sense to you, and I don't care the sport. We're going to jump to the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union hotline and welcome in Jay before the break. Jay, what's up, sir? Uh, I think one thing that everybody is not thinking about, too, with that, Terry, is Georgetown is one of those institutions that everybody can't go to. He has to be selective in who he gets because everybody doesn't qualify to go there. Okay, uh, you got another one because I'm, I'm going to address. That's a great point. I want to I want to get into that because I've got some personal dealings with that one. Did you, did you uh, have another point? I think that's an excellent excellent uh, thing to say. And I'm going to. Cl- nah, that was it, man. Okay, cool. Appreciate the call, Jay. Yeah, here's the thing about Georgetown, folks. In Georgetown, and Tulane, and Georgia Tech, and Duke, and any other private school in America, there is such a thing called provisional admits. Okay? What that is is that if you and I go and apply to try to get into Duke or to Georgetown or, or to one of these big-time private schools, Northwestern, Tulane, whoever it may be, there is, uh, I mean, there's a very small percentage of freshmen that get accepted because as Jay, Jay is absolutely right. The academics are through the roof. As a head football and basketball coach, in your contract, when you negotiate it, they will give you a number. You will negotiate a number of provisional admits. What that means is if players are eligible by the NCAA standard, the minimum NCAA standard, your school will admit them. Now, nobody else gets that. It's football and basketball, and you'll, you'll get some other things on occasion. But in basketball, let's just say I'm at Georgetown. I'll throw out of a number. You know, I get seven provisional admits a year, which means if they are eligible by the NCAA minimal standard that they are eligible, we're going to put them into Georgetown or SMU or TCU or any of these other millions of schools out there that, uh, that are private schools, Butler University, Marquette University. Uh, Gonzaga is a private school. Folks, those people uh, we all talked about, you know, they're not three nines with a 37 ACT like the rest of their freshman class. Sorry to, bro- uh, sorry to break that to you, but that's just the truth. And so you have tutors, you have academic advisors uh, that work with your players trying to help them adjust to that college role. And that's done at every level. But private schools in football and basketball, you absolutely have provisional admits. And so that's sort of a misnomer. Uh, and, and, Jay, I believe that, too, until I got into the to the college circle and then I started understanding how that works. Yeah, if you're eligible by NCAA minimal standards, you get in. The reason I know that at Georgetown with personal experience, Allen Iverson uh, was going to have to go to junior college. And I'd recruited a player uh, out of South Louisiana and signed him in junior college. Well, at the time, this is 92, 93, 93, 93, I believe. Uh, the player that I signed was a backup for Allen Iverson in case Iverson didn't make his academics. Well, lo and behold, the last ACT test, Allen Iverson made his academics, enrolled at Georgetown. The rest is history. My guy went to Georgetown, was actually their leading scorer for the first two years in the NCAA tournament with Iverson. It was a backcourt mate with Iverson named uh, Eric Miles. Ended up getting hurt. Uh, transferred, uh, actually came back and played for me at Southeastern Louisiana for two years. And so, yeah, you, you have the provisional admits, and, and let me tell you, folks, they absolutely were. LSU is the same way. Texas is the same way. Ole Miss is the same way. Public schools do it, too. You get provisional admits, and they put them into college. Do you really think everybody at Duke is, is a 3.9 with a 46 ACT? Folks, they're not. And, and no, and very few people are. So, at any rate, you are uh, you're listening to ESPN 97.7 The Edge. We return. I'm going to get into uh, 
referee death threats and how sad those things are. And it's a reflection on you as an individual if you threaten to behead a referee. You listen to ESPN 97.7. Terry Walter, the segment sponsored by my friend, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Go by and see him on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Back in a minute. tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend Dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice for my animals and should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Starlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7, North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. It was a tough time. I didn't know what to do. You gave me hope. You fought for me. You treated me like family. Now we say thanks. It's good to know we can count on Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. You can drive the luxury of Lincoln for less in a pre-owned Lincoln from J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. They have a very good inventory of pre-owned Lincolns in stock, many models in all price ranges. From a 2000 Lincoln LS to a low mileage 2016 Navigator, most are certified pre-owned Lincolns with 100,000 mile warranties. You owe it to yourself to see the selection of pre-owned Lincolns today at J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. Washington Valley. Making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You want the very best people looking out for you. Washita Valley, making good things happen. Your opinion don't matter This a maniac It's gonna step on whomever The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back And better than ever Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 To join in on all the fun Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7 Terry Waldrop here Getting ready to close it down after the Thursday edition of The Edge. A uh, couple things for you, folks. Uh, <laughs> and th- this just absolutely um, amazes me. The And, and this is sad in, in more ways than you can ever imagine. And you can yell at referees. You can uh, dislike them. You can throw stuff at your television. Kick your dog. Don't kick your dog. Throw stuff at your television. But... Uh, John Higgins was one of the officials that called the Kentucky-North Carolina regional final game. It was, uh, I believe, in the NCAA South region. I think that was it. And Kentucky loses a close game. John Higgins is from Omaha, Nebraska, has a, I think it's a roofing company. And people got on his Facebook, Kentucky fan got on his Facebook page, his business page, and if you look, if you have a business, don't have a Facebook page, yeah, you're Rip Van Winkle, you're missing the 21st century, you need to probably get that. And, I mean, how many of you guys have apps on your phone that when you're in a different city, you pull it up and you see the ratings for the restaurants and the comments? How many of you have not gone to a restaurant because you saw comments that were bad? I know I have. You know, if you, if you get a bunch of bad, I'm out of there. I'm going somewhere else. And I think it's just what we do now. It's part of our vetting process almost. We'll believe what strangers tell us because it's on the Internet. It must be true. Um, at any rate, they, they completely trash Higgins' 
Facebook page and said, hey, he does bad work and he, he's he's a bad human being and, and, you know, a lot more worse things than that on his business page. It went further, folks. People issued death threats against the official and his family. Let me say that again. He rec- and I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking about numerous. Here was his uh, statement, and he released this uh, earlier in the week. And this is referee John Higgins. I've had the honor of officiating NCAA men's basketball games the last 28 years. My goal is to officiate every basketball game with professionalism and fairness. And the games of the 2017 tournament were no exception. I appreciate the enthusiasm of college basketball fans. It is what makes college sports so unique. But in this circumstance, I was concerned for the safety of myself, my family, and my employees. In sports, there's always a winner and a loser. But we all win when players and fans enjoy sports with good sportsmanship. Uh, and now here's the kicker. The Kentucky Sports Radio Network started reading the nasty reviews of Higgins' business on their sports talk show. They named the business. And after that, they really started to just uh, uh, avalanche Higgins' business and himself because you had average Kentucky fan that didn't do anything, and he's hearing all these other people that went on, hey, man, I don't want to get left out, so let me top that one. This is the uh, this is the equivalent to, hey, hold my beer and watch this. And the Kentucky Radio Network started the segment by saying they don't advocate any harassment. Yet, hey, here's this guy's page, and this is what other people said, so good luck. Uh, it, it does, does the Kentucky Sports Radio Network have any bearing? Do they bear any responsibility? I don't know. Did they pick up the phone and call and threaten people's lives? Is that a terroristic threat? I don't know. But are we really to that point where, you know, and look, here's the bad thing about it. It's costing the taxpayers money because Omaha police said they're providing extra attention to the home of John Higgins because of all the angry messages threatening his death and that of his family. So the taxpayers are having to pay for these idiots that are calling and threatening the referee and his family's life. Go out to a baseball game this weekend, folks. By the way, uh, Danny uh, tells me West Monroe was, uh, I guess, Max Preps maybe was number one uh, in the country last week. So uh, to shout out there, Danny, appreciate the text. But go out to a baseball game, any level baseball game, doesn't matter, any of them. And don't watch the game. Just listen to the crowd. Just listen to the vitriolic, obscene language being hurled in game officials' direction. And, folks, it's not kids doing it. It's not teenagers doing it. Sometimes it is. It's parents. It's grandparents. It's people that have lost their mind. Um, Steve chimes in, and this is a a subject, Steve, I'm going to get into maybe tomorrow. And I know I'm going to step on some toes on this one, but I sort of like stepping on toes. Uh, Arkansas recently passed a law making it legal to carry a gun into public stadiums, but then repealed it. Can you imagine what would have happened if this were the law for people who made those threats? Steve, I got bad news for you, bud. Do you know how many firearms are in a football stadium on any given Friday night in this area? Do you know how many people have guns that go to a high school basketball game on a Tuesday or Friday night in this area? Yeah, it would frighten you. Go to your local rec rec game. Baseball, softball, basketball, doesn't matter. I mean, those people are armed. Quite a few. And so, yeah, that's another subject for another day. But people lose their mind, folks, on these games. You know, it's the coaches. It's the officials. It's the there's not enough grass on the infield or it's not the right kind of grass because my son only feels ground balls from Bermuda grass. Uh, grown in a special laboratory and put out, you know, 22 minutes before the start of each inning. I mean, it's ridiculous. The fun part of the game sometimes is being taken out because I think parents look at it, a lot of parents, not all, not all, look at it as a business. It's an investment for them and for the kids 
I think the kids are trying to run, walk that tightrope between, hey, I'm having a good time in a sport I really like, and my mom is losing her mind. Because you don't think kids know how much this is paying, that, that their parents are paying for this in travel ball or AAU stuff. They're paying a lot of money. And so is there more pressure on that kid to perform and do well? Probably. I, you know, I, I used to talk to kids, and I've, I've spoken at different places throughout the country, and you see studies on this. Some of the worst times in people's lives, kids' lives, and they've done studies, and this has been verified, is the drive home after the game with mom and or dad. Because here comes the lecture on what you should have done, why you should have done it, how many times you should have done it, and here's what you do next time. And the kids just absolutely dread it. You wonder why the participation rate tops at uh, 13 years old? Folks, 75% of kids quit playing at 13 years old or younger. They're burned out. They're tired. Done. What happens to all the money that you invested? What happens to your expectations as a parent? Let your kid be the the, the best player he can be on a 7-year-old team or 8-year-old team or whatever. But it's just that misery, that added stress. And I think, you know, that's the one thing I think kids today have a much different, much more difficult task than what we did growing up or what I did people my age. I think the stress level through kids today is through the roof. I don't really recall having that much. Other than this, the normal teenage stuff, I think the the pressure to perform, the stress of all these things coming at them from social media, uh, the, the politicized part of everything, the travel ball is a business now. It's not a it's not a sport that you enjoy and you can get pretty good at it. Uh, it's now you got to go fish. You know, it's the difference between I guess fishing in a tournament and fishing for fun. If I go fishing for for fun, man, I hope I catch some fish. I'm gonna try to. If I'm fishing in a tournament and I put money up there and I've got expectations, uh, does that dampen my enjoyment of it? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh None chimes in. We're talking about uh, they don't serve alcohol at the rec or high school games. Excellent point. Uh, and we know nobody drinks before a high school game or a recreation game ever. They don't go out at halftime ever. Um, yeah, and, and that's a that's a very valid point. I'll tell you guys this in closing, and I might talk about this topic tomorrow because I, I'm believe it or not, I'm fairly well versed on it. Uh, a concealed carry holder and, and all things, uh, all cards on the table. I have concealed carry licenses in Texas and in Louisiana. If you uh, you have a different standard as a concealed carry, first of all, you can't be a felon and, and have that concealed carry license. If you're if you're a felon, they don't give it to you. And so you have to have a clean criminal background. Thank God they didn't count speeding tickets uh, on my part when I was younger. However, you have a higher duty in terms of responsibility, if you pull said gun and use it and you're under, uh, your alcohol content is going to be dramatically less than just the average person. So you have serious prison time uh, if you make a mistake like that. And, you know, I don't know. We, we could debate that topic, and that might be a fun topic to get into. I think you got people that are fired up on all sides of it. Uh, but as a general rule, I'm going to tell you the concealed carry people I've been around, uh, and I took actually I took the class here from uh, from my friend Rocky Smith in West Monroe. Uh, shout out to Rocky if you're looking for concealed carry, that's the guy to go see. But the care, the professionalism, uh, every every concealed carry holder I've been around uh, exudes that to the utmost. Now I'm sure there are idiots out there, but uh, fortunately I haven't been around them at all. But uh, been an interesting show. We might talk about that concealed carry in stadiums tomorrow. That might be a good topic. I might try to get a couple of you guys to chime in on that one. Uh, pros and cons. We'll certainly, we'll certainly step on some toes and uh, and open some eyes on that one. Speaking of such, thanks to our sponsors today: Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union, GB Cooley, Mr. Bobby Manning, Attorney at Law, and our friend Dr. David Weber, North Monroe. Oh, Pie Works Gourmet Pizza by Design. Our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe. Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Folks, go see them on U.S. 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. For John Tabor, I'm Terry Walter. Make sure you guys stay tuned this afternoon for Sean Fox and the sports company. We're hoping, we're hoping, folks, in the next day or two to have the return of Puff.
on the edge. Stay tuned for details on that. You guys have a great day. Aloha. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com. Missed it? No.